From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Diemer. Today on the show, it looks really bad for Alex Mashinsky and Celsius. That's coming up today on the Decrypt Daily. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. Today is Wednesday, August 17th, 2022. I still want to say 21. Yesterday, we had an experiment of going a little deeper in the coin of the day. And I said, hey, give me some feedback. And I got quite a bit of feedback, to be honest with you. And so I think I'm going to make a switch. You know, we did about 202 coins of the day, all different coins over this past year. And you know what? I think I'm going to switch it up. We're going to go back. We're going to review some of those coins. We're going to do this. Mondays, we're going to do a general overview of the coin, you know, market cap, price, where you can buy it, so on and so forth. And then by Thursday, we're going to do a deep dive into what it does, the white paper, if it's functional, my opinions, and so on and so forth. I'm kind of worried that it will start sounding repetitive because, for example, if it's a proof of stake coin and they're staking, I'm going to have the same opinion, which is the only reason they're encouraging staking is because they want to take the coins out of the market to make sure that the price goes and gives you an incentive to hold on to your coins. So uh, let's see how this works. Let's see what I find with some deep dives. But we're going to go ahead and try that out. And I want your feedback when we start doing this to make sure that it is going in the right direction for you. I got a DM on Twitter yesterday about the tornado cash thing. And I really want to read this for you because a lot of people are making different arguments about what censoring or removing tornado cash or banning Americans from using tornado cash or arresting people who are developers of tornado cash means. And, well, this feedback is good, and I want yours. Remember to send me an email, MatthewAaronAfterCrypt.co. This anonymous person on Twitter says, There's something that's been bothering me about all this tornado cash talk. Let me start by saying that I'm not excusing the actions by the Treasury Department, and I'm a strong proponent of code of speech in the First Amendment issue. It seems to clearly favor tornado cash, but I think it's doing a disservice for our argument to make the criminals use rose comparison and the like that many have made. The not-that-good numbers shown that an estimated 35% of tornado volume, perhaps maybe higher, was involved in illegal activity. If over one-third of the cars on the highway were being used to commit crimes, I think maybe we'll see the government shut down the road. Same applies to other public use like email and etc. Again, not to say that this isn't a heavy-handed and maybe perhaps unconstitutional action by the Treasury, but there are degrees to public use cases and it doesn't do the situation any good to make those analogies. I actually like that. And that's an also really good point. I did like the whole, like, you know, criminals use things that we use all the time argument, but they're not made illegal. But then again, if a third of the use of a specific item or service was for illegal activity, then, well, um, it might raise some eyebrows. It might have a different slant on it. So there is nuance to this. What do you think? Matthew Aaron at Decrypt.co. Let's get into those crypto prices. And I'm recording this at 8.12 a.m. Eastern Daylight Savings Time. We have Bitcoin sitting at 
$23,744. It's down 1.3% in 24. Ethereum is down 1.7% at $1,880. Tether's number 3, USDC is number 4, and Binance is number 5 at 313, down 1.5%. Running off the top 10, we have Cardano, XRP, BUSD, Solana, and Doge, which is up 21% on the week, but it's down 3.8% in 24. It's only at 8.3 cents, not the 36 cents that I bought it at about a year and a half ago. We have a ways to go. I am a bag holder. Total market cap is down 1.2% at $1.14 trillion. We have a BTC dominance of 40% and an F dominance of 20%, according to CoinMarketCap. And now it's time for No Coin of the Day. Let's get straight into the news. Moving into our headlines and starting with some Bitcoin news. In a quarterly earnings report released yesterday, Bitcoin mining firm Stronghold revealed that it had reached an agreement with lender New York Digital Investment Group, or NYDIG, and other participant brokers to return 26,200 mining machines in exchange for the cancellation of $67.4 million in debt. Stronghold received a commitment yesterday from lender Whitehawk Capital to restructure and expand their current equipment financing agreements in a move that will grant the Bitcoin miner up to $20 million in additional borrowing capacity. This restructuring will reduce Stronghold's debt by $79 million, which is 55% of the company's current debt. $64 million will remain outstanding. In other Bitcoin news, a new film about Bitcoin's creator Satoshi Nakamoto will be crowdfunded through a token sale. The sale for I Am Not Satoshi will take place on Avalanche's new investment platform, Republic. This movie, I Am Not Satoshi, will highlight the crypto world's pursuit of Satoshi, who went silent not long after Bitcoin's launch and has not been heard from in many years. Something like 13 years. The film will highlight some of the searchers' theories over the person or people behind Satoshi and Bitcoin, but it will also explore why some believe Satoshi should never be found and remain unknown. The film relies on the words of Bitcoin's early adopters, journalists, and Satoshi's mentors to guide us through the mystery. Experts and witnesses will help us understand the events leading up to and following Satoshi's disappearance. The goal of this movie is to tell the story before history becomes a myth. Now, there's a lot of guesses of who Satoshi Nakamoto was or is, I personally think it was Hal Finney. And sadly, Hal died in 2014 at the age of 58 after battling ALS for five years. And I also am one of the people who think Satoshi should never be found. However, it will be very exciting to confirm who Satoshi was. We have some Celsius news. And if this news does not make you... This is just allegedly, obviously. Allegedly very bad for Alex Mashinsky. And it should make you pretty upset. According to a Financial Times article, Alex Mosinski, the CEO of the now-bankrupt crypto lending firm Celsius, had taken personal control over the firm's trading strategy right before its collapse. Mosinski reportedly gathered his investments team in January to inform them that he'll be personally assuming control of the company's trading strategy. The meeting took place prior to a meeting of the Federal Reserve, which the central bank was going to reveal plans to raise interest rates, a move that Alex Mosinski was convinced would have negative impact on the crypto markets. One of the sources told Financial Times that he was ordering traders to massively trade the book off of bad information. He was slugging around huge chunks of Bitcoin. The report also alleges that Celsius suffered heavy losses that the firm did not disclose to customers, despite Mashinsky's public statements that it did not trade customer assets, which is implying and alleging that Alex Mashinsky was trading customers' assets. So Celsius also was offered a deal to exit position of GBTC at a 15% discount, but Alex Mashinsky did not take it, saying that, don't worry, the discount will narrow. However, it did not. It got worse, and 
Celsius exited that position of GBTC when the discount fell to 25%. That is very, very, very bad for Alex, in my opinion. What do you think? Matthew Aaron at Decrypt.co. In other Celsius news, Celsius kind of caught a break after the judge overseeing the firm's bankruptcy case gave it permission to sell its newly mined Bitcoin to pay for operations. Celsius mined a total of 432.3 Bitcoin, worth around $10.3 million at current prices. The judge said he would let Celsius proceed with selling the mined Bitcoin, as he was inclined to believe that the company's business judgment that the move will ultimately provide value for its customers. But also said, it may turn out to be very wrong, but we'll see. And in related news, Voyager just sent an email. And this email was a notice of hearing to consider approval of disclosure statements for the first amended joint plan of reorganization of Voyager Digital Holdings and its debtor affiliate pursuant to Chapter 11 of the Bankruptcy Code. And so they're moving forward with Chapter 11. I truly believe that this whole saga will be remembered as one of the darkest times for the crypto space, cryptocurrency, digital currencies, digital assets, Bitcoin, and this whole thing in general. These people and these companies literally did everything that they said that they weren't going to do and everything they said people like Elizabeth Warren was worried about. They were using this as a complete Ponzi-type scheme, fractional reserve banking with no backing, with no regulation, and they just totally effed lots of customers out of their money. And it looks like they just literally lied every chance they got to make sure that they were covering their own ass while using customers' money to try to cover their own ass. I just want to give a quick shout-out to uh, Sam Bateman-Fried, who is trying to bail out some of these companies. And hopefully, the reason is to bail out the customers. I personally think that he should say, screw the companies, and just use his money to give customers' monies back. I think that's what should be done. And then these CEOs and these companies should face consequences. Moving over to Crypto.com, we have some news here. Crypto.com announced today regulatory approval from the UK's Financial Conduct Authority, or the FCA, to act as a crypto business. Chris Marslick, CEO and co-founder of Crypto.com, sent an official announcement. We are committed to the UK market, and we look forward to developing our platform in the presence of the UK further by expanding our offering to customers while continuing to work with regulators. With that said, in other Crypto.com news, Crypto.com laid off 260 employees or 5% of its workforce back in June. And now it's planning a second round of layoffs, worse than the June cuts. The latest round of cuts has not been announced publicly. During a call with leadership, they expressed they had no intention of going public with this. Now the natural question is, why will you not go public with this information? Because in June, after the layoffs of 5% of its workforce, they claimed, the top management claimed, that everyone's job was safe and that no more layoffs will happen. That obviously is not true. Chainalysis reported that illicit activity involving cryptocurrency is down 15% in volume so far this year, but this also compares to a 36% decline in legitimate transactions. The SEC is suing Dragon Chain for its $16.5 million Dragon Token ICO. The agency alleges Dragon Chain's founder raised millions of unregistered crypto asset security offerings in 2017. The chief architect of Dragon Chain said many in the industry have had similar experiences as a result of the impression that the SEC is picking and choosing projects to target, often singling out the ones with the biggest opportunity to disrupt incumbent interests while giving a free pass to others. The commission is trying to shoehorn software technology into incompatible securities law from the 1930. Dragon Chain 
they claim their origins from the Walt Disney Studios in Seattle. The protocol went open source in 2016, which was one reason why everybody was so stoked about Dragon Chain. And I remember this very clearly. Everybody was like, oh, they're partnering with Disney or they're Disney. And really nothing came from it. And so that's really how the whole raise got hyped. And finally, what to expect on Coinbase and other crypto exchanges during the Ethereum merge. Well, Coinbase announced on Tuesday that it will pause Ethereum and ERC-20 token deposits and withdrawals during the merge. And this downtime is allowing the exchange to ensure that transition has been successfully reflected in their systems. And this is basically standard operating procedures. Uh, while Coinbase is the only people who have come out to say exactly what they're going to do, I would suspect that every other exchange will do the same. I've seen this happen many times uh, with either forks or upgrades or so on and so forth. And basically, they all do the same thing. They pause until everything's complete. No problems. Then they open back up trading. And remember, F is going to be going through a fork to preserve its proof-of-work consensus algorithm. In Singapore-based cryptocurrency exchange BitTrue, they announced that they'll support the token FW. Thank you very much for listening to today's Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Diemer. Don't forget to go to Apple Podcasts. Like, subscribe, share, leave us a comment. And if you're listening on Spotify, click those five stars. And until tomorrow, happy hodling, everyone.